Professional wrestling, like real life, is full of surprises. Hi everyone, it's Freddie Prinze Jr. And it's no surprise I can talk wrestling all day, any day. Kind of like how State Farm agents can talk insurance and help you choose the right coverage. When it comes to important insurance decisions, let State Farm support you with the coverage you need backed with 24-7 support. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Diosa. Hey, Mala. Can you believe we've been podcasting for five whole years? Um, I truly cannot believe it. It's absolutely mind-blowing. It's like out of this world. And I know that we're still in a deadly global pandemic. Get your vaccines. But I feel like we need to celebrate this milestone. I agree. And you know what? Let's bring back Locatora Live, a podcast party. Yes, that's an excellent idea. The listeners deserve to come together to congregate and celebrate our five-year anniversary with us, boosted and in person. So how about March 13, 2022 at Resident in downtown LA? Oh my God, I'm down, I'm free, let's book it. With an all-star lineup of comedians, DJs, and live music? You read my mind. I was just going to suggest the very thing. So you can all head to ResidentDTLA.com and get your tickets. See you there. A radiophonic novella, Locatora Radio, hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. Hola, hola, locamores. Welcome to season six of Locatora Radio por Casteras Next Door. Locatora Radio is a radiophonic novella, which is just a very extra way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. 
Thanks for tuning in to Capitulo 121-121. Last time on Locatora Radio, we launched season six of our humble little podcast, and we named our new season Podcasteras Next Door with our first episode of 2022, Capitulo 120, in defense of bimbos. A heavy hitter, a strong episode to start with. I'm so proud of that episode. Me too. Tune in if you haven't already. Uh, Just a quick update. As y'all know, follow us across all socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, if you haven't already, to keep up with the latest in Localandia. And as you know, we are still an indie operation. We haven't sold out quite yet. So if you're looking for a (laughs) Fintum drain and aspire to be our human wallet, you can escort yourself right on over to our Venmo at locatora-radio and uh, spend your uh, tax return on us. Um, (laughs) I think we're a worthy cause. We are a worthy cause. And I wonder if one day we will be called sellouts. I can only hope. I can only pray. (laughs) (laughs) we'll see Uh, all right anywho um and also you can use our code look at the radio 15 to get 15 percent off of your beso proof mask proof everything proof lipsticks from latina owned makeup brand vive cosmetics so head over to vivecosmetics.com and use our code locatora radio 15 in Locatora Productions news, Marihuanera, a podcast for potheads, you can tune into the season one finale of Marihuanera episode 15 out now across listening platforms and use our affiliate code Marihuanera P4P for a discount on your next bong purchase from Latina owned Mota Glass. Visit mota-glass.com. Marihuanera P4P on your next bong purchase. Also in the Locatora Productions verse, for the month of March for Locas por Libros, we are reading Fiona and Jane by Jean Chen Ho. It's a book about two friends that grow up and they're, they're like learnings and friendships and dating and all these things. And it also takes place a majority in Los Angeles. So it's a really good read. And you can join Locas por Libros on patreon.com slash locatora underscore productions. Fun, fun. So many fun things going on. I hope we see you all at our party, our five-year look anniversary. Also, you know, it's basically our season six launch party as well. We're celebrating everything. Yes. Um, if you don't have tickets yet, you can buy tickets at the door. They're more expensive that way, uh, March 13th, or you can head to residentdtla.com to get yours. Yes, come through. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be, be fun. fun. It's going to be an event. It's been a minute since we've had Locatora Live, a podcast party. Last event was November 2019. So we're really excited to uh, meet with y'all again, have a live show portion, have the whole the whole production, as yeah. you know. That we're we gonna like have to do. DJ Sizzle, DJ Zuri, the music's gonna be on point. Uh, Marcela Arguello is going to do a set. She's going to do some stand-up. We're going to have Prisol performing some live music. And uh, Laura Tejeda from LA Taco is going to be hosting. So it's like a killer lineup come through. Yes. And in other news, before we get into our amazing interview for today, um, we just want to share some quick updates. Mala and I recently traveled to Utah for like a little vacation, a little kind of not a vacation like a race like I ran (laughs) (laughs) 
a whole half marathon casually in the snow. Um, yeah. So we were in Utah. Mala was amazing. And she came with to like hang out and support and, um, you know, be a little gr- half marathon groupie. So, you mm-hmm. know, what a hottie. Um, <laughs> and yeah, we drove up to Utah, had a cute little road trip, visited the park, ran a half marathon, um, watched lots of reality TV on our downtime. So Mala introduced me to the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It was like a spiritual experience. (laughs) I will say that. No, but like, no lie, Zion, the national park is so beautiful. Gorgeous, gorgeous place. And then to have the half marathon in that location was just very fun and exciting and very like magical. It was, it was so beautiful. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad I got to run. It wasn't through the national park, but it was like by proximity, like right by the national park, the en- uh, right up to the entrance, right up to the entrance. So it was really beautiful. And yeah, I'm glad I got to experience it with you and our friends and like everything. It was so great. You ran a PR. I ran a PR. I like set my personal record which was so exciting because my running coach, I hired a running coach for this training round. I like ran my first one solo, no, no running coach. And so I just wanted to compare and see the difference. And so hired a running coach and she just basically flat out was like, look, the PR that we had like wanted to reach, like it might not be realistic because you're, there's like, you're like 4,000 feet above sea level there's going to be like some incline. It might not be possible. It's going to be very cold. You know, like your body might be realistically going to shock. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like kind of set your expectations mm-hmm. low. Mm-hmm. And so I did. And so when I set my expectations low and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to run and feel good and just see what happens. And, and that's it. I'm just going to focus on feeling good. And then I, you know, met my goal time and then lowered it. And so I like finished at two hours and 19 and my goal was 220. And my that's the goal that my coach was like, that might not happen. Mm-hmm. And so when I passed the 220 pacer, you know, there's like pacers per mile group or per finish time. And when I passed the 220 pacers, I like immediately started crying because I was like, oh my God, I'm like doing this. Like it's like, it's I'm finishing faster than 220. Yeah. So it was amazing. And then Mala was there and like, you know, just hearing her little scream while I was, (laughs) while I was running through, it was like such a daze. It was amazing. It was really cool. I was like, I was like tearing up because I was so excited for you. I was like, (laughs) oh my God, she's really doing this in like weather. Yeah. It snowed. It rained. It was cold. Mm -hmm. Um, shout out to my friend Brianna who also ran, um, but she like has, she had been living on the East coast for six years. So she like gave me the tips. Like, so we bought hand warmers to like put inside of our gloves and like that definitely saved me. Yeah. It was quite, it was quite chilly and you know, we're so Cal gals and you had been training in LA weather Mm -hmm. in beautiful, lovely LA weather, but you killed it. It was so fun. So yeah, I'm a half marathon groupie now and I'm like, okay, where are you guys running next? Yeah. Like, so when's the next one? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's going to be so cute. We're just going to keep it going. So fun. Athletics, hobbies. We love it. We love it. We love it. This is adulting's not so bad. No. You know, you can do things like this. My favorite was like the day before the race, our little friend group that was there. And, you know, Mala was with them. 
Um, and she was like holding a pitcher and like holding a glass of beer and was like, I love half marathons. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, the runners were like, you know, we can't drink at all. Right. Um, and we were like, yeah, sure. This is fun. Love half marathons. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, uh, we couldn't pass up the opportunity to like stop by the brewery there, like in front of the national park. I don't blame you. It was just so scenic. Yeah. I don't I blame mean, you. It's, you know, from what the only thing I know about Utah is what I've seen on the real housewives of Salt Lake city. Of course. And they all claim that like, oh, Utah is so dry alcohol wise, like nobody's drinking. There's no alcohol, but they're getting sloshed every episode. Mm. And then th- there's this really cute brewery right there. Right, so, right. you know, we, we, we decided to partake and we don't regret it. <laughs> right. And you shared with me that they don't serve alcohol before 11, right? On the weekends or always? Apparently that's what someone said to me okay. and I, I ran with it. So ran oh with yeah. It. She was a waitress at okay. the restaurant that we went to when we went to go have sandwiches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Mala also tried to buy some mezcal and they were like, we what's don't have that? that here <laughs> the the woman who was working at um at the register was like I think that's a little too intense for Utah and then there was a white man there and he was very tall and he like was like what's mezcal and I was like well it's you know of the agave plant mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. from Mexico mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a liquor and he looked at me like I was nuts he was <laughs> he just he goes okay <laughs> They don't know what they're missing. No. So we can visit Utah, but we can't stay for too long. They don't have mezcal. Also, weed is like painfully illegal out there. Mm, Yeah, that's not going to work. It's not going to work. Beautiful, um, you know, mountains. Much beauty. Much beauty. So lovely. (laughs) Much beauty. But yes, so proud of Diosa. So proud of the runners um good times yeah thanks love so for today we have a really great interview with one of our longtime listeners and also fellow creative and friend Jen Torres aka Jen from the block so Mala tell us about Jen Torres we love Jen um we have loved seeing Jen grow over the years and become the multi-talented creator that she is today Jen is from the 323 South Central Los Angeles. She's an LA baddie. Jen models. She's a stylist. She's a director. And she has been producing her own passion projects for brands like Foot Locker Women, Nike Women, and Foot Locker LA. Her passion is very deeply rooted in her love for her city. She showcases the beauty of the hood. And Jen is known for her gorgeous curly hair, her acrylic nails that are always on point. She really rocks the square and not everybody can. And she just has a very iconic LA style. You've probably seen her on the gram. If you haven't, you're not following the right people. Uh, Not only is Jen creative, but she's also an educator. I met Jen when we were both working in education. I was teaching, Jen was with Planned Parenthood. We were at a sexual health summit and in front of her boss at the time, I was like, Jen, I think you should quit your job and pursue modeling full time. (laughs) And um, her boss was like, what? But everybody agreed, like this is Jen's calling. So she really has a, a vast experience teaching comprehensive sexual health education to young people around LA and we love her for it. So we hope you guys enjoy this interview. 
Podcasteras Peligrosas. Locamores, we are super excited to introduce our next guest that you may already know from the internet, or you may have seen her in our past short film, Loquitas Anonymous. But we are going to be talking today to the super talented, multifaceted Jen Torres, aka Jen from the Block. Hey, girl, welcome to Locatora Radio. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I literally was like right before this um, interview, I was I was on the phone call with my friend and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on the podcast with <laughs> the Locatoras. And I've always wanted to have, you know, like a single podcast where it's just all about me, you know, and I'm just super grateful. I love y'all. Obviously in this interview, we'll get into like why our bond is just, it's beautiful. So I'm really excited. Thank you all again for having me. I'm I'm really excited. Yes, we are muy excited too because we love you. For all of our listeners at home, we are obsessed with Jen from the block. And I mean that in every sense of the word. We have been following Jen's budding and blossoming career as a fashion icon since she was a college student at the Claremont Colleges, honey, the Harvard of the West. Get it right. Jen, can you take us there? Take us back to that day when we met on the Pitzker Pitzker campus. Yeah, Pitzer. Pitzer. Okay. Um, I remember it was, I believe, my my senior year. Cause I remember I was like freshly like single and I had my homegirl who was like, let's, um, let's go to this event. Um, there's going to be like a podcast duo there. They're Latinas. They're awesome. And I was just like podcast at that time. I thought it was such like a, like a, a white thing. I was like podcast, like, like a nerdy, like a nerdy white thing. Yeah. And I was just like, okay. And then we went because she was like, nah, they're super cool. Like, they're just like us, like they're baddies. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. So we went and y'all were, I believe it was like a live show or was it more of an interview? I don't, I like can't remember. Like a panel, a talk. It was a talk, yeah. A talk. About stories and narrative, I believe. And it was just amazing. I think after that, I started, I listened to all of your podcasts that same night. And I was like, so hooked. I was like, <gasps> They're great. They literally are going through the same things that I'm going through. And I could, and I like could really relate to it because being first gen, going to a PWI and, you know, going back home and like, it was just like a big culture shock already. And it was just really, it felt great to see that there was another, like other people out there experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. Cause it was so hard to say it in words or put in words that y'all would literally talk about all the time on your podcast at that time, which I really loved a lot. So 
that's how we met at an event in my school that y'all had a talk. And I, and I still have the photo too. I remember exactly what I was wearing. I was wearing this like green mesh see-through long sleeve with like, I believe like my Aaliyah t-shirt and some distressed jeans. Yes, it was a look, so it was a full cute. look. It was I still have the photo too, because I remember when the four of us took the photo, I was like, wow, this is like the best photo we've ever, ever. taken. <laughs> like everyone looked beautiful. Everyone was glowing, like fabulous, a beautiful photo. And I was like, wow, we're going to post this one for sure. Um, because you know what it's like being in those university rooms, like the lighting is not cute and you feel kind of icky sometimes. And so it was definitely a beautiful photo, memorable for us because we met you mm-hmm. and then we kept up with your, your work, your career. And after school, after you graduated, what did you, what did you work on? What were you, what was your focus? Yeah, so after I graduated, I I created my major in public health and community health. So I created my own major at Pitzer. They allow you to do that, which was like really amazing. Um, And what I did afterwards is I became a sexual health educator at a nonprofit, which was really amazing. I had a really great experience. Um, I worked in schools at LAUSD and I taught sex health in middle schools and in high schools. And I also led um, basically peer health leadership programs around those schools. And the reason why I also got that job too was because when I was in high school, I did that same program, but as a student. But now I was, you know, like working, I was a little bit of a baby adult and I was leading those, those programs and I was teaching sex ed and talking about the difference between gender and sex um, and sexuality and trying to have you know really honest conversations on sexual health and also making sure i'm providing a safe space for these like young adults like students that have so many questions but they're too scared to ask or don't know where to go and and that was my job i did that for about maybe two years. But before I got that job, I was a peer health educator at my college for about three years. So I was already doing sexual health education since forever. And before that in high school too. So I was kind of seasoned a little bit. (laughs) You were very well seasoned, clearly. Very well seasoned. And our paths crossed yet again. Yep. At the sexual health summit, because you were sex educating, I was sex educating. And I remember Jen sitting there in front of your boss at the time. And I was like, Jen, you need to be a full-time model. Quit your job, (laughs) quit this job and do content full-time and model full-time. And and you were like, oh, Mala, like my boss is right here. (laughs) But she was like, no, it's true. She's like, no, it's true. You should. (laughs) Oh yeah, it is. Because at that time I was still working at the nonprofit and stuff. And my coworkers, I still love them to this day. Like, honestly, like I was really lucky to have really great coworkers because they still are like, Jen, you're doing so great, all of this. And I remember at that time I was still, you know, I was kind of getting my feet wet into modeling. So I would kind of model sometimes, obviously not not fully, but whenever I could get a job and on the weekends, I would, you know, model or I would make content, but I'll make content like on my own time. And if, you know, working a nonprofit is really exhausting. Um, you literally are working, you know, nine to five, but you are still, your work, you have literally so many, di- you wear different hats basically. And you kind of have to be very flexible 
I, I love when they use that. You have to be flexible. The hat the is definitely a nonprofit word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots for of different the, hats. For all the nonprofit people out there, I see you. I love y'all. I hope y'all are doing okay and taking time and self-caring as much as y'all can. Okay. We're in solidarity. Yeah. We are 1000% as folks that have survived the nonprofit industrial complex as well. Sounds like you had a very good experience though, unlike us, but still doesn't mean it wasn't (laughs) tiring and exhausting and all of that stuff as well. Um, So let's talk about this transition. So you were a sexual health educator for many years, very well seasoned. And then you make this jump to be a full-time creative model, creative director, all of the above. How was that taking that leap, taking that jump? Oh my God. It honestly, it's, it's honestly kind of wild how it all happened because I wasn't expecting to ever do something full-time. I, you know, I always thought like, you know, I had to have a nine to five, like, you know, I just have to have it. And then this is just kind of like my side stuff. But then during quarantine, you know, everything really shifted really shifted so uh, during when we were in quarantine you know I still had to work a lot at my nonprofit job and then I get hit up by Foot Locker <laughs> Foot Locker women and Nike women and to be like hey um, would you want to be a, a creator for for us you'll be basically like paid monthly to create stuff for us and we would really love you to be a part of this. And I interviewed for it. They interviewed me first and they loved me because I mean, duh. It obviously. Was, it, was so, it just felt perfect. Like obviously, but it, yeah. it just felt perfect. I was like, okay. And I remember it was during like cancer season two. So it was like during my birthday time when I got interviewed and I was like, I hope I get it. But you know, if I don't, then it's cool. I think it's just still really great that like I'm people are, they, they people recognize me to be like, yo, like, you're kind of dope. Like, we kind of want you in our team. And then I got into Rec Room and Rec Room was a collective of creators around LA. So women creatives. So I think we were about, we were five. I don't wanna miss it anybody. Yeah, we're about five or six girls. And we were creating content for Full Locker Women and Nike Women. And we were getting paid monthly and we had our own space. And then that's when I had to make a decision. I had to make an executive decision of my life of like, okay, this is kind of a full-time job and you kind of already have a full-time job. And it was scary. It was literally, I was like, but to be honest at that time working at my nonprofit job, I was really burnt out. Like I was like, okay, I feel like what's keeping me here are like my students and like my coworkers that I love very, very much, but it's just not where it used to be anymore. And that was just the reality of it. And I felt very conflicted because I love my job. I felt like my, my job is super important and I knew it was really important. I was like, I, I gotta do it for my community. But then I was like, yo, like I gotta do this for myself. And I was like, Ugh. and so I leaped. I literally sent in my two weeks notice and I was like, yo, like, hey, um, I'm out, <laughs> you know? And they, they understood. And I feel like they kind of saw it coming for sure, because they, they're aware of the, of the opportunity that I got. And they were like, this is definitely, this is definitely what you should be doing. I was like, yeah, I should like, and that's the type of person that I am. I feel like I'm very like, man, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do it. Like, 
what's the worst that could happen? And I jumped and that's how it all started. So that's when I was like, I could do this kind of full time. And Rec Room was such a really amazing experience. The team was amazing. Cause obviously it was not just us that were, you know, doing content. We also had a whole team behind us that made sure that, you know, the content that we made was exactly what we wanted. They literally would listen to everything that we would say like, hey, like I kind of wanted to be this way. I kind of wanted to be that way. For last year's Latinx um, Heritage Month, uh, me and Jen and I actually did something really huge and we directed it, which was like one of our first times that we directed something this huge for Full Locker Women. Like, huh? Like that Amazing. was wild. That was so wild to me. And at that time I was just kind of like, Am I a director? Am I like what? My creative what director? did you direct? So it was for Rec Room, and during the time it was it was during this time last year where it was like Latinx Heritage Month, and they kind of wanted us to create something around familia and community. So um, we kind of came together and we hired an amazing DP in Crip Los Angeles, who I still work with to this day, and is who is amazing DP director. Definitely check her out. And we created a piece on community around sneakers too. And we were able to like hire our friends or not hire our friends. They came, they didn't Our friends came in and they got showcased in the Hell video. Yeah. And it was really cool. It was, it was, I, I remember seeing the last, the last version of it. And I was like, oh my God, we came up with this, but obviously we had help. Obviously we can't take the whole credit, but it was still our minds. We were like, mm -hmm. wow, our minds are amazing. And that's kind of how that first little, I guess, like fire came in my head where I was just like, wait, I could kind of do this. I and mean, maybe I'm not just a model. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. after Rec Room, when Rec Room kind of wrapped up, um, you know, Full Locker LA hit me up and was like, hey, like, would you still be down to like style? Or would you still be down to creative direct? And I was like, yeah, I'm down, like, duh. So I ha so then I started doing styling a lot. And if y'all know me, I love clothes. I love fashion, like, you know, styling. I was like, okay, I think I could do this. But once I started doing styling, I realized it's another ballpark, you know, and it was something that I had to relearn and learn and kind of do it the way that, you know, professional stylists do. I'm still, I still wouldn't say that I'm like super professional stylist, like I'm still learning, but it was really cool that I was like, okay, I could kind of do this, you know, let's keep trying, let's keep, you know, we'll, we'll work on that skill. And then I got a directing gig for um, Pride for Adidas and Foot Locker LA, which was like super cool. I actually hired my friends this time around. And we filmed at Elysian Park and it was so beautiful, so queer, so amazing. Um, the team was great. My best friend, Daniel, is a photographer and in Crip Los Angeles, also the, the DP and editor again. And it was amazing and great. And once again, I was like, okay, I could do this. This is really cool, like nice. And ever since then, I've just been kind of doing a lot of stuff. So if I'm not modeling, if I'm not creating content, I'm like styling or I'm like, you know, DP, not DP, I'm like directing or I'm, act or I'm just like a production assistant. Recently, this weekend, I actually went to Mexico, Ciudad Mexico to help to PA for Club America and Nike. I was like, huh? And I got to see 
the classical game, which is Chivas versus America. Obviously, I was working, but still, I was like, okay, cool. And it was once again one of those moments where I was like, you know what, you got to jump. You might not be like, oh, you know, maybe peeing isn't like your your passion, but like, just jump. Like you'll learn so much, and I learned so much. I learned how to do audio. I know how to like take down a camera, build a camera. Like, I was like, nice, okay, cool. So, Amazing. Yeah, that's been what I've been kind of doing. I, honestly, I've just been jumping into anything, anything that obviously I feel is aligned with myself, and yeah, I just jump. I think that's my Aries rising though, for sure. I'm like, man, fuck it, just do it. And I'm like, okay. Well, you're killing it. You're killing the game. You are just like an undeniable talent and like style legend, like for sure. Not surprised that, you know, these major campaigns want you to style for them because even, even you know, um, I think like years ago, like it was very evident that the girl has style, okay? And the girl can take a photo. I mean, it's like, yeah. And so to see like how far you've come and the way you've developed as a professional, as an, an artist in front of the camera and behind the camera is just really incredible. And we're so proud of you. And I just, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just thrilled. Like, so, <laughs> I'm thrilled. so thrilled, so excited for you. We love watching you grow. Um, I feel like you're like our little sister, you know, that we're like watching grow like our little prima, you know? So my question for you, a fun question, who are some of your style inspos? Oh my God. Number one is my mom. I, I'm going to send y'all a photo of my mom, like in the nineties, you're going to be like, oh, that's where you get it from. I'm like, Ooh, yeah. Okay. And I'm so she's, excited. She's a baddie. Like I was like, okay, I kind of want to recreate one of her photos. I think that'd be kind of sick. You have yes. to, that would you be must. a really lovely sick. gift also like that you give your mom. I know. And my mom's the one that has always been the one rooting for me. Also my dad as well. But I feel like my mom has always been like, yeah, if that's what you want to do, just do it. Like, yeah. I'm what, what do your parents say that you do? Like, can so, they describe it? No. So my mom I, and my dad just tells everybody that I'm a model. Just, yeah, it's modelo. It's mod si, yeah, modela. Yeah. And like, that's kind of, which is fine. But my mom is like super excited and just like really great. I recently came out in a magazine <laughs> too um, with my friends as well. And they sent us like the physical copy of the magazine. And when it came, when it was delivered at my house, my mom literally took it from my room and I just saw her with her little glasses sitting in the living room, like reading my part of the magazine. And I was like, mom, do you like it? She was like, see, it's, it's really cute. Good job. Good job. And I was like, thanks mom. How cute. <laughs> I love that. And my dad is just like, I feel like he he like understands what I'm doing in a sense. Obviously it's not your traditional nine to five, but he's like, as long as you're happy, Mika, okay, okay. And that's kind of much, that's kind of how, <laughs> pretty much it. <laughs> that's so sweet and so cute. We're always dying to know like if parents know what their kids do, like, you know, like we've shared before, Mala, Mala's dad would call the podcast a blog. Yeah. Or a blog, a blog cast, you know. A blog cast. <laughs> um 
you know, they do their best. They do their best to describe what we do. Um, So we're always curious, but like going back to your style in Spose, because I did interrupt with another question. (laughs) Um, What are, who are some other style in Spose? You shared your mom, but are there any others? Definitely my mom. Um, There is this influencer on Instagram that has been one of my favorite influencers since forever because she knows how to do color so well and y'all know me I love bright colors you know mm-hmm. I love a good bright outfit like mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. name is was good and she's also like a big sneakerhead too and I just love it because I feel like she brings in so many elements into like her style and so many textures into her look and she has nails and y'all know I'm a nail queen and it's you just, are you are I am Right now they're little babies, but that's because I had a, a modeling gig that they were like, hey, like your nails are kind of a little bit extra, like small. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever, whatever that means. You've been playing a lot with those more like, I guess now are they considered vintage? Those designs that like you would see at the salon, maybe more in the 2000s. The airbrush. The airbrush. You've been rocking a lot of that recently, I have noticed, with the square. I'm My favorite nail shape is square. It has always yes. been square and, and a French tip. But right now I'm really playing playing with like, you know, the old, 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 old like nail designs and like paying homage to it. One, because I could like kind of afford it. And my nail tech, the one that I'm currently like working with, she's great. Nails Isabe. You could also see, um, I have her tag literally everywhere. And even right. on my Instagram, my nail highlight, all of my nail techs are highlighted there. They make the world go, go round. I love them. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of, you know, old quote unquote vintage. Quote vintage. Unquote, <laughs> with quotes around them. But it's yeah. mostly just to pay just to um pay homage to literally like my tias that would literally be that would literally rock those types of nails, but I was like too young to rock them because my mom would be like, girl, what you doing? <laughs> They're mature. Those are mature right. nails. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well now I'm grown. So I'm about to get all of them. So what's up? <laughs> Yes, my mom, my mom is my one of my um, style inspos was good. Um, And I feel like this is might not be like a person, but just people, but literally women that I grew up around in my community. So I'm from South Central. I'm, you know, I rep the 323. I'm from Watts, like Watts and Compton. I feel like it's literally all over my page. I'm really proud of where I come from. And um, a lot of my style inspo comes from that, comes from, you know, rocking like Dickies, comes from rocking sneakers, hoops, jewelry, nails, my hair. My hair is super big and super curly sometimes. And I love it. My eyeliner, my lip liner, you know, it comes from, you know, growing up and being around women that would literally rock these types of like styles and stuff and trying to kind of you know make my own like put my own spin to it because I think that's the thing about fashion and styling it's like whatever makes you feel good as long as you make it yours and it's not like necessarily like a super copy because you can't copy anything if it's literally like you're like you put your own twist to it and all you can do is pay like to pay homage to it so that's kind of where I get all my style from is like my mom was good that influencer and literally the women that grew up in my community so it's kind of like a mix of everything and it's so funny because I feel like I could never necessarily say 
what exactly is my style because I feel like I switch it up so much and I feel like it's such a mood thing. I'm such a cancer that I literally dress based off of my mood because my mood changes all the time. Sometimes I'll be like super, super girly and I'll wear like long skirts or whatever, but sometimes I'm going to put some sneakers on it, you know, or sometimes I'm going to, you know, slick back my hair. It just, you'll never know. And I think that's great. <laughs> Keep them guessing. Yeah. I always look forward to seeing like what you have new going on and like, what is Jen's set looking like this week, this month? What is Jen wearing? What's the accessory? Like, how is she mixing it up? I love watching it because truly like you're putting out some top tier content. And um, I love too, because that like, I think that there's plenty of people who would look at you and be like, oh, Rihanna is is Jen's fashion inspo, which I totally can see that, right? But I love that you were like, yeah. no, it's very mom, Diaz, yeah. ladies was, in the neighborhood. I was 1000% expecting you to say Rihanna as one of, not the, but one of the inspos. I do love her though. You know, I can't ignore it, but that is, you know, oh my God, I kind of like that that y'all think my inspiration is Riri, which I feel like she inspires everybody. Like yeah. I, at this point, it's like everybody's inspired by her. So it's kind of right. like at a at a sub like on like subconscious level you know you're like oh because mm-hmm. she already has us like that you know what i'm saying yeah so well trained she well, is the culture us. yeah she's got us and she it's does, comfy and it's, okay. it's comfy here i like it here <laughs> Me too. Me too. Me too. so jen what are you working on next Ooh, so i'm currently y'all are getting literally the first scoop of what I've been working on. So I'm actually working on a brand. Yeah, called From the Block. Yeah, so it's called From the Block. And From the Block is going to be, I'm really excited. I'm also really nervous just because this is my first time doing something like this. But I feel like I've always wanted to have a brand of my own and just see where it goes. You know, I'm super excited. So from the block is basically another, you know, I'm going to pay homage to my community and from literally the block that I grew up in, which is 323 Watts, South Central, but also put a a spin onto, you know, the different identities of myself that I have, because I know it's a lot and I'm really excited to share. I'm currently still working on the design. I have my logo. My logo is super, super cute. And hopefully it'll go live by the end of the year, you know. It takes time. It takes time. But I'm actually very fortunate that I have an amazing team of like videographers, DPs, photographers, and model friends that are so down. And I'm very grateful. And I'm, and I think that's what makes it so easy and so fun to be a creative full time is by surrounding yourself with people that are like, that love you and also want to create with you. And I'm very fortunate. And some of those folks are Brandy, Danny, Encrypt. Like, I love them so much. And they literally help me all the time. So, yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a very, really big team effort. Um, we'll see how it goes. I kind of want to give you an idea, but it's just like, okay. <laughs> like, okay. Like, like yeah, okay. Like, I'm a cancer girl. I love mm-hmm. the moon. Mm-hmm. You know, I like the moon. <gasps> These are clues? Are these clues? I'm giving y'all clues. Ah! Cancer girl, cancer icons, moon. And that's all I'm going to give. And I feel like I literally just gave it all away. But Got it. Got it. You know. 
I'm okay. not catching on, but give me an hour and I'm okay. sure something's going to click for me. Yeah. <laughs> Cancer icons moon. Got it. Okay. Okay. Wait, Diosa, are you, do you know what this is? Are I'm, you catching on? I I may be catching on, but I don't want to say, cause what if I'm wrong? <laughs> okay. And what? I'll like, I'm not ready to say yes or no, but I'll just give y'all like the you're not going to confirm or deny. Right. There you go. I'm like, it's a, it's a lifestyle brand. Like, like works. We can expect different pieces. Right now it would be apparel. Apparel. And it would be, and then later on, we'll see if it'll go into lifestyle. But right now okay. it's just apparel. We'll apparel. see how it goes. See, cause I was thinking jewelry when she was like a cancer mm-hmm. icon. I'm like a jewelry. Uh, but, mm, I like but, that. Okay. That but now I'm gonna write that down. Yeah, but now I don't <laughs> now I'm not sure. So a cancer icon and a moon. And it's apparel, okay. Apparel. But yeah. I'm gonna have to think on about this. And it's <laughs> this okay. Is a <laughs> it's fine. It's that's good. Listeners, if you guys can hazard a guess, yeah, as to what from the block what jen is is hinting at right now leave a comment leave a review go is there you have an instagram is there an instagram account for this there is an instagram account but it's kind of it's kind of private but like i'll i'll still allow certain people to follow it you know got it okay you heard it here first if y'all get it right you'll you y'all could enter the that the space you can enter the space i love right. it okay wow so we have a riddle we have clues and we have a private account that you may or may not get access to if you can solve this riddle this is so exciting how fun this, this is like the most <laughs> a guest has ever made us work let me this say is true. <laughs> i kind of love it literally like this is like one of my dreams to be a, to be in this podcast so thank you all again Yes, girl. This was such a cute interview. Such a fun interview. You are a star. You are a gem. Um, You are already doing big things. I can't wait to see what else you accomplish. Go follow Jen from the block. Go show her some love. She is the next big thing. She is an LA it girl. She is a fashion star. So if you have any taste at all, you need to go follow Jen from the block. And that's and that I'm on super that. nice. So if you have any questions on like my jewelry that I wear, anything that I wear, like I will respond back ASAP. Jen's a sweetie. Jen's a sweetheart. She is a sweetie. I ask her where her rings are from all the time, and she always tells me. Like, it's from here. It's from here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much for stopping by Locatora Radio. And this has been our interview. We did it. That's a wrap. All right, Locamores. We will catch you next time. Besitos. Locatora Radio. Locatora Locatora Radio. Hosted by Mala Munoz and Diosa Fem. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. 
this time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 